Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome. My name is Blake Lindsay, and I'm so glad you're here for Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. I really look forward to these every week, and I get the easy part being the host. I want to thank those of you who take the time to make it fun for the entire Ziggler team with your comments, suggestions, and testimonials. Hey, today we're going to hear Zig discuss the importance of enthusiasm in your sales process. Through his stories and experience, Zig has learned that selling is a transference of feeling. What feeling are you transferring to others? Let's turn up those earphones and speakers and listen to Zig. Uh, years ago, when I was uh, in the cookware business, I spent 15 years selling heavy-duty waterless cookware. I never will forget one occasion in Columbia, South Carolina, I was the number one salesperson in America working for the Salad Master Corporation out of Dallas, Texas, and my friend Bill was struggling. Now, we sold the same product. We were in different organizations, but we were friends, and we'd frequently get together just to chat. I was over at his house, and uh, I was really all excited, and he was singing the blues. I mean, things were tough. And as uh, I got to talking to him, I said, well, Bill, I know what your problem is. He said, what's my problem, man? Tell me quick. I said, you're trying to sell something you don't believe in. Well, he about exploded. He said, what do you mean I don't believe in it? We got the greatest set of cookware on the American market. I said, I know that, Bill, but it's obvious you don't know it. He said, what do you mean I don't believe in it? I left a company I'd been with for four years. Uh, I was a manager there. I came aboard here as a salesperson. I believe in this product, but Ziggy, you, you know what my situation has been. I wrecked my car, and for about a month there, I had to depend on the bus and cabs in order to go make calls, and you can't operate like that. And then he said, you know, my wife has been in the hospital. She was there for 10 days. We didn't have any insurance. The bill was horrendous. Now it looks like we're going to have to put the boys in the hospital and get their tonsils out, and I still don't have any insurance. He said, Zeke, but I'm going to get the set of cookware. I said, Bill, how long have you been with us? He said, well, five years. I said, what was your excuse last year and the year before and the year before and the year before that? I said, Bill, let me tell you the thought process that takes place when you're in the closing situation. The prospect says to you, Bill, I'd love to buy the set of cookware. It is really neat. But, but you see, I can't. I, I wrecked my car a month ago. And man, you can't sell and operate unless you've got transportation. The bus and the taxes, that just won't get it. My wife's been in the hospital for 10 days. I don't have any insurance. And man, that just stripped us bare. Now it looks like we're going to have to put the boys in the hospital and get their tonsils out. I said, now, Bill, me and you both know nobody's going to come up with exactly the same excuses that you come up with. But when they give you any excuse at all, you're sitting there saying to yourself quietly, now think positive, Bill, think positive. But deep down what you're thinking is, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's the reason I don't have a set of the stuff myself. Bill, let me tell you something. You need to buy a set of cookware from yourself today before you go out on your call. He said, do you really think it'll make a difference? I said, no, I don't think it'll make a difference. I know it will make a difference. Write your order, send it in, do it before you go out to make your first call. I persuaded him to do that. I said, Bill, if you do, you will sell enough extra cookware this week to pay for your own set of cookware. Later, he told me he earned more than enough to pay for his own set of cookware and acknowledged as he went on in his career that the best investment he ever made was the investment in his own product. Owners are closers. 
Owners sell is the point I'm getting across. When you believe in what you're selling enough that you will sell it to your mother or your daughter or your son or your dad, when you believe it enough that you're using it, now don't misunderstand, I don't think if you sell 747s, you gotta buy a 747. <laughs> you know, if you're selling Fords and driving a Chevrolet, there's something that's a little inconsistent about what you're talking about. Selling, as Brian said, is a transference of feeling. Well, what I'm really getting at is character is the base on which you're believing. You see, the heart of the sale really does start with the honest factor. And that is what character is all about. I want to tell you folks that values determine behavior. Behavior determines reputation. Reputation determines advantages. It is so important. I will also tell you that roughly 100% of this audience is absolutely convinced that my overhead is completely out of focus. How many of you would agree with that, that you think that you really do? I figured you did, all right. Well, let me tell you some good news. Actually, it is not completely out of focus. See, a lot of people think their lives are completely out of focus. Their lives are all fouled up. They're not all fouled up. They are just a little bit out of focus. Now, as salespeople, first of all, we need to focus on getting prospects. Then we need to focus on getting appointments. Then we need to focus on making the presentation. Then we need to focus on getting them to take a positive action. I can't tell you the number of times I've been on sales call with a new salesperson and uh, they'll be talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and never ask for the order. I have on occasion where the prospect would say, now you're not trying to sell me something, are you? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, what are you, a professional visitor? I mean, as I understand it, the purpose of the call is to make the sale. That's why honesty and integrity is so important. The belief in your product will come out, and the depth of your sincerity is infinitely more persuasive than the height of your knowledge and all of these other things. We are in the people business, as Brian kept talking about. This is where honesty comes in. You see, when you talk about integrity, and there are some people who say, well, you know, everything is relative. Well, so far I've never met uh, the owner of a business who said he or she would hire uh, an accountant or a treasurer who was only relatively honest. Uh, it just doesn't happen. Uh, I know when I go out of town and come back, my wife has never yet asked me if I had been relatively faithful while I was gone. Uh, there are some things that are right. There are some things that are wrong. And if you have that conviction and play it straight, you see, with integrity, you do the right thing. Since you do the right thing, there's no guilt involved. With integrity, you have nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide. You can talk to your customers that you sold yesterday. You can talk to them tomorrow, next week, next year because you know in your heart that they made the best deal. And that's where the integrity comes in. With integrity, think about it now. With integrity, nothing to fear because you have nothing to hide, no guilt. Take fear and guilt off of your shoulders. Get those two burdens off and you will sell far more and you will sell it more freely. Let me also point out, this has been validated that Forum Corporation out of Boston, Massachusetts did a study on 341 salespeople. 173 of them uh, uh, were really super successful and the other 168 were also good. They analyzed what makes the difference between the super successful and those who are good. And what they discovered was two major factors. Number one, those who had absolute integrity. 
And kind of as an aside, one of the reasons the ladies are taking an ever-increasing portion of the business in the world of selling uh, compared to their numbers is because when they make promises, I'll get the report back to you by Thursday, or I'll send you the clipping by Tuesday, or I'll make the service call on Wednesday, they are more likely to follow through. Now, this doesn't mean all sales ladies do everything right and all salesmen do everything wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But when you weigh it in the scales, these little things are what make the difference and make are missing the sale. Your word does become your bond. It is your bond. And like my mama used to say to me, if your word is no good, eventually you're no good either. Our words do determine so many things. Now, let me simply say this. These salespeople that they analyze, those with complete integrity, number one, their word was their bond, but number two, they clearly understood the sale was not complete until the order had been signed, the merchandise, goods, or services had been delivered, and the customer was happy with the transaction. These are the ones that can go back and sell again. These are the ones who will send you to their friends and relatives in order to buy. These are the ones who give you the recommendations. Otherwise, you are always got to be prospecting, and that's okay, but it's so much easier if you don't have to do that, if you can spend your time in the sales process primarily. Everybody's got to always be prospecting, but you've got enough help there, it certainly makes a difference. They understood, therefore, that they needed help if they were going to complete the sale. And so for that reason, when they called into the home office, they were just as nice to the switchboard operator as they were the president of the company. They were just as kind to the shipping clerk, the collection portion of the company, and anybody there as they were to the executives there because they realized, and we're all of this way, aren't we going to be more cooperative with those people whom we genuinely like and trust? You put those things together, and that's the reason they were selling so much more. Now, one of the things we need to understand as we go about this is that the professional hears what the prospect says and what he or she is selling. True story. I had this occasion where my ego simply got in my way, and I left feeling rejected and hurt, and you know how you have those things and so forth. And let me, let me tell you the story. This man and his wife attended one of my cookware demonstrations. Uh, they had seven children. When I made the call the next day, he said to me, Now, Mr. Ziegler, he said, You're not going to uh, you know, relate to this, and some of you won't relate to it initially. But he said, that Because I know you've got a bathroom in your house. But he said, I don't have one in my house. And for 20 years, I've always been saying, Next year, I'm going to build that bathroom. And he said, Mr. Ziegler, for 20 years, something would happen. The kids would get sick, or the uh, crop would go bad, or the economy would go crazy. And for 20 years, I've been planning to buy that bathroom or build that bathroom. And he said, I want to tell you something, Mr. Ziegler. He said, right now, I had on overalls, and they got this bib pocket right up front. He said, I got that money right here to build that bathroom, and ain't you nor nobody else going to get one dime of this money uh, until I build that bathroom. He was very persuasive. On every call, a sale is made. They sell you that they can't, or you sell them that, oh, yes, you can, and here's why. So I, I bought into his idea. My sympathy was absolutely with him all the way. I related to that because as a little boy, we too had running water. 
many of the kind we had to run and get. And so I kind of I related to what he was saying. And I thanked him, said I understood. And uh, maybe later after the bathroom was built, we'd be in business. I mean, my heart was with him. I had that sympathy. Three days later, I met his sister on the street. And she came up to me and she said, What on earth happened to you and my brother? I said, what do you mean what happened? I said, well, we're buddies. She said, oh, no, you're not. He doesn't like you. I said, he doesn't like me. You see, I'd been kind and gracious and thoughtful and considerate. I'd left him laughing. I mean, the whole nine yards. Why is he upset with me? She said, he's upset with you because he wanted to buy a set of them pots and you wouldn't even sell them to him. I said, well, I'll go back out there right now. We'll take care of that. He said, it's too late. He doesn't trust you anymore. Now, I was absolutely stunned because I'd heard everything he said, but I didn't hear a thing he was saying. What he was saying, you see, in a small house, it's very difficult to hide seven small children. I mean, they were very much in evidence. What he was saying, Mr. Ziegler, is if you had just opened your eyes, you would have seen these seven children. And it would have been obvious to you that I love my children, that we loved our children. We want the best food with the most nutrition in it that is humanly possible for them to have. You demonstrated that this would save us money, enough maybe to eventually help us buy the uh, pay for the bathroom. You can see that my wife, as a farm wife, she does a lot of things. She milks the cows, looks after seven kids. You, you could see that she was probably overworked, but Mr. Ziegler, that didn't concern you at all. Just simply wanted to get on out of there so maybe you could go sell somebody else. I had heard everything he said but I hadn't heard a thing he was saying. He was saying, look, I need help. What can you do? My wife needs help. Can you make some suggestions here that would make a difference in our life? Yes, what we need to do is be so excited and so enthusiastic and so motivated about what we sell and what it will do for the prospect that everything else is completely out of focus. Our focus is on satisfying and pleasing, meeting the customer's needs so they will benefit as a result of it. Now, you know, a lot of people kind of laugh at enthusiasm. They say, well, you know, that's uh, just one of those things that uh, is kind of temporary and all of that kind of good stuff. But let me, let, let me talk to you about the fact that uh, the attitude you have towards yourself, towards your prospect, towards your profession, enthusiasm definitely does pay. And it pays big time when you get to be enthusiastic on all of them. Coleman Cox said this, and there's so much truth in it. He said that when enthusiasm is inspired by reason, controlled by caution, sound in theory, practical in application, reflects confidence, spreads good cheer, raises morale, inspires associates, arouses loyalty, and laughs at adversity, it is beyond price. Obviously, I believe in that. Now, on occasion, there are some people, particularly those shy, quiet ones, those introverts of the extreme nature, who will be blown away with enthusiasm. I don't like all of this enthusiasm. But when that happens, just remember the bull story. This young fellow had this girlfriend. She lived about a mile from home around a bend. And uh, he knew that on his way to court her that night, they were going to stay right there at the house. They weren't going to go anywhere. He didn't have a car anyhow. And he knew it would take him, oh, 20, 25 minutes to walk around uh, that bend. But there was a shortcut. It was through a pasture. 
The only problem in the pasture, there was this huge, ugly, mean, very vicious bull. So we had to weigh the cost and benefits in here. Uh, is it worth spending uh, another 20 minutes with that beautiful girl? Or uh, my life might be in danger. Well, finally he decided that it was worth the risk, and so he started to cross the lot. You know, he's kind of tiptoeing at first, but uh, the bull spotted him and took out after him. Now, the bull was doing uh, 100 in about 9.8. He was doing it in about 7.6. I mean, he really was in high gear. But how much energy do you have? Well, he was running as fast as he could, and the bull drew awfully close to him, so close that he could literally feel the breath on him. Now, I don't know if you've ever felt bull breath or not, but it, 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 it must be an awesome feeling. Well, he looked around in desperation. He knew this was going to be all over in a minute, but he spotted this tree. Had one limb up there, and the limb was 20 feet high. As he approached the limb, he made a huge leap for it and missed it. Fortunately, he caught it on the way down. <laughs> Now, one of the things, one of the things that we'll discover is that when your conviction is so deep, your excitement about it is so strong that even if you miss the sale going up, you'll catch it coming down because selling is that transference of feeling. Yes, it does work. Why am I so excited about the profession of selling? Not only do we have so much control over the economy, but let me tell you something. I've seen people experience such incredible growth as they became successful in sales profession. I uh, love the example I heard one time. I read where every third person was either remarkably handsome and unusually bright or incredibly beautiful and absolutely brilliant. Now, what I want to get you to do right now is turn directly to the person on your left. No, left. And look that person over real good. Go ahead. I mean, look them over real good. Now turn directly to the person on the right and look them over real good, okay? Now, I'm certain you'll agree with me that obviously it ain't either one of them. <laughs> so it's got to be you. From this moment on, throughout your entire professional and personal life, I want you to remember that you are that third person. And think about it like this. Now, I'm not talking about building a super inflated ego. You know, conceit's a weird disease. It makes everybody sick except the one who has it. That's not what I'm talking about. But think in terms of you being that third person. Remember what Muhammad Ali said. He said, let's remember that if man can take moldy bread and make penicillin out of it, just consider what a loving God can make out of you. You were designed for accomplishments. You're engineered for success. You're endowed with the seeds of greatness. What we need to do is recognize that inside of us, develop that inside of us, and put to work that which is inside of us. And remember that in the profession of selling, that what happens is this people with no apparent sales ability initially because their environment has changed. And you know, we are victims of our environment. Everybody has watched this. You can take a southern boy or girl and send them up north, and over a period of time, they'll pick up an accent. 
Or you can take a northern boy or girl and send them down south, and pretty soon we'll have them talking normally. I mean, uh, you're affected by the people you're around. You get around a sales organization. Does anybody say, man, you can't do it? Or does most everybody say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it? Positive feedback is what it's all about. It is so important for anyone, regardless of your profession, to find a group of people who will encourage and motivate them. On to doing even better. Quick question, who have you encouraged today? Do you have a spouse or coworker, a child, a friend, a boss who could use a little encouragement? Make it today that you tell someone else you can do it. Spread your enthusiasm around and look forward to it coming right back to you. As we both know, that'll make your day a little brighter also. I am so excited about a way that you can truly live your life to the fullest. It's our newest product called the Ziggler Vault. I'll take just a minute to tell you what's up on the web. The Vault includes all of Zig's best audio and video materials. It's for you to access wherever and whenever you want to for a monthly subscription of $14.97. You can listen and watch whatever topic you want to learn more about, as well as download your favorites. Weekly, we are adding new information and new speakers. You're certainly welcome to call me for more information, 972-383-3268. You can also find some good help at ZigglerVault.com. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.